Spoilers! 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 If we didn't tell you, there's spoilers. Hello. Hi. It's another episode. And um, Eva's not here right now. She said she would be late. So yeah, it's her episode today, so yeah. I don't know. It's probably gonna come later. So anyway, um, yeah, we have a new guest named Maddie. Hi. Yeah, so um, do you wanna just tell us fandom info and stuff? Like what house you're in, happened. Godly Parent. What, what fandoms you're in. So um my name is Maggie and I am a Slytherin. I am a daughter of Apollo. Um, yeah, and I definitely, I'm currently in um, season three of watching She-Ra. I uh, love um, the power of coming to the multiple hand charts scene. I am a firebender. Um, yeah. That's awesome. It's probably the biggest musical geek I know besides Eva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Where I really got into it was my dad, since I was little, um, always got my brother and I tickets to go when um, shows would come here to Austin. So um, we would always go with shows and then I was, like, finally got into it. So, yeah. yeah. Musicals are awesome. I mean, it's a story mixed with music and a bunch of people singing and dancing. What could get better? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, um, so uh, just an overview, how was y'all's Halloween? It was really good. Um, so I went to Kirby's trunk or treat thing, then I went trick-or-treating Nicholas's neighborhood, and then Cece's leftovers. Yeah, it was really fun. That's fun. How about you guys? Um, um, I, since my family can't really go trick-or-treating because we have heart conditions, so um, I baked a bunch, so I made, like, pumpkin cookies with cream cheese frosting. <laughs> my mom made pumpkin cookies, so that was good. That sounds amazing, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, I just did the trunk or treat thing where people dressed up their trunk. It's kind of hard to explain, but they also gave out candy. And um, yeah. then some of my parents' friends came over and we made s'mores and I went swimming and wait, no, I didn't. Never mind. But we watched The Nightmare Before Christmas again because it is an amazing movie. And Sonia nice. hasn't seen it. Really I mean, I started it. You did? <laughs> I st- I mean, I started a while ago, Wait, but I couldn't finish it. Why not? Like, in second grade. I don't know. I think we were watching in class, and then we had to go home. It's really depressing yeah. when you start a movie and can't finish it. I mean, I didn't have a TV or Netflix or anything. I still don't have a TV, but still. But still. I couldn't watch it. At um... Oh yeah, by the way, we now have a Half-Blood Army mascot, so that's yeah. cool. It's a Thunderbird, well, it's a Niffler riding a Thunderbird. Here, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. It's somewhere. It's right here, which you guys can't see because you're listening to us, but Maggie can see it. 
Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I love the details on the dragon. Yeah, That's the really Thunderbird. Cool. Yeah, it occurred to me. It was, it's really cool. I mean, I just edited it, so. Yeah. So yeah, she like put two drawings together and did all that stuff. I'm officially the cool. Niffler Lord, according to everyone, because we had this whole conversation about how I would be an amazing villain, and I love Nifflers, so now I'm the Niffler Lord. <laughs> yep. All right, uh, yeah. Uh, so just want to go over this thing. Um, basically, in our school they're letting go of teachers because they can't get a permit to teach it. Okay, so I'm gonna start from the beginning. Some teachers tried to get a permit to teach at home because they obviously don't want to get coronavirus. So it's either teach, but they couldn't get a permit because they didn't have health conditions. So it's either go in person and teach or get fired. So that's not, really fair honestly <laughs> according to us so yeah there's um i just forgot the word what why did i just forget the word petition yeah petition there's a petition which we can put the link in the episode description so yeah our friend made it that's cool um yeah even if you don't go to our school make sure to sign it because it still counts yeah it's it still, still counts important, so. and it helps a lot of people and teachers yeah. Yes. Uh, right. Uh, who has tea? Me. Maggie, do you have tea? I'm oh, having cool. English breakfast tea with milk. Having cinnamon. And I'm having lemon ginger tea. It's supposed to be really good for like people who sing. So I got it about a few months ago when I was doing this musical, and I still have some left over. That's cool. Nice. Okay, lemon tea. That sounds good. Um, I guess that this has probably been the shortest intro we've ever had. Yeah. It's only about six minutes. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess we're just gonna end it. So, oh, wait, 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 wait. one more thing. Um, I, now I just blanked out what I was gonna say. Hang on, hang on. Okay random thing that was beside what i was going to say there is a musical called willow and it is now my favorite musical it is amazing so good you almost destroyed everyone's ears i had yeah. to turn down my volume it is amazing oh, oh now i remember what i was gonna say there's a podcast called the two princes and it's amazing and i love it so much <laughs> sonia my sister just came in here to tell me to turn down the volume. And she's in the other room. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, the Two Princes podcast, Listen to Willow, The Prom, Dear Evan Hansen, which is what this episode is going to be about, which we forgot to mention. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. So, bye. <laughs> Hi, we're back. Hello. Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, this is Dear Evan Hansen. Yay. Was my favorite musical before Willow, but I mean, still really close to Willow. Mm hmm.
this was definitely one of the musicals that got me started with like loving musicals in general. So I will always have respect for this one. Yes, I love Dear Evan Hansen. Same. It is it really good. It is. Sure. And I was so confused with the plot line at first. Oh yeah, same. Currently it's like explain the whole thing to me. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. So first thing first, has anyone seen it live? Nope. I have not. My dad has. Funny story. Um, this was still, I wasn't really little. I was like 10 years old. And um, instead of bringing me, he brought my brother. So and this is before I was super into musicals. But I will always be mad at him for that. But my dad has. I have not. Apparently, when I was a baby, my parents brought me to a musical, which was either Wicked or The Wiz, which I haven't heard of The Wiz, but I have heard of Wicked, and apparently I slept through the whole thing, which is really depressing. <laughs> oh. yeah, I, yeah. I used to live in Brooklyn, so there is, like, Broadway everywhere, but we didn't really go that much. Yeah. It was fun. We did go sometimes, though. I remember seeing, like, Matilda and this weird one about dementia that my mom wanted to bring me to. It was what's sad. your like? I also saw Matilda on Broadway. That was my first Broadway show that I went to. I haven't listened to Matilda yeah. at all. Wait, isn't Matilda the name of Eva's sister? No, Eva's sister's name is Matilda. I know, but Matilda and they're spelled differently. Let me because it's P H Matilda. That's Eva's sister's name, M-A-T-H-I-L-D-E, and Mat Matilda is different. M-A-T-I-I can't spell. Beetlejuice. Yeah. And I can't spell. Anyway, um, what was your first musical that sort of just got you started? What would you say? Uh, for me, it was... Um, theater class my friends were obsessing over the musical Heathers so I started listening to that and then it was it was mainly us trying to prepare for what um, the musical this year which has been canceled this year what it would be since that's a big thing in the theater community where we're trying to find out what it is before they announce it it was supposed to be Annie but now it's not happening this year because of COVID-19 um, but yeah, it was Heather's for me, and that kind of escalated into Mean Girls, and then that escalated into Hairspray, and you can guess as I discovered more and more and more. I think musicals. I've seen Hairspray, but I don't remember anything, and this was way before I got into musicals. I honestly thought it was boring, which is depressing, but I, I probably, if I get back into it, I'm probably going to like it, so that's sort of sad. Honestly, my first one was probably, I mean, I've, I had heard You'll Be Back, and I loved it so much. I didn't bother to find out where it came from, because I don't ever check who sings a song. I mean, sometimes I do if I absolutely love it, but honestly, I didn't check. And then Sonia came over at lunch one time with a whole script of the Skylar Sisters, which I've never heard. And she's like, we need to learn this. And I had never heard it. So it was really hard. And then I listened to it. And so, yeah, it was Hamilton. Which, I mean, it was my favorite musical. But now I'm sort of just like, it's more of a new musical for noobs because it's really famous. But yeah. Yeah. So, Sonia, what about you? Uh, well, for me, it was also Hamilton um, because 
I went to the Zachary Scott theater camp and those are really fun. And it was, happened to be a Hamilton camp. I didn't even know about it. Like my mom just signed me up. Mm. So then I went to it and then I was like a okay. And then we had to learn uh, Alexander Hamilton and we had to like perform it. And it was really fun. And then I started kind of liking it, but I hadn't really listened to it. Then I went to school and then I don't know, you were saying, saying you'll be back or something like that. And then you're like, listen to the soundtrack. And I'm like, okay. Wait, but that doesn't make sense. Because I said I listened to the soundtrack after you subjected I, I brought you that script after we both learned that we liked Hamilton. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That was in sixth grade, which was only a year ago. But none of us remember anything. Yeah. We don't even remember how we met. It was very confusing. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see. What's our next thing? Okay, so now we're going to go over our favorite songs in Dear Evan Hansen. First, I would just like to say my least favorite song because I'm going to get that over with. I honestly think that I honestly just forgot what it's called, but I think it's big, so big, so small is a little bit boring to me. What? It's boring to oh, me. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it kind of is. It might be because I have divorced parents, so it does hit home with me. But I love that song. Uh, I, mean, I don't advise, but I do love that song. I think it's like I don't know. I love the emotion that the actress just. Yeah, they're really good at. Emotion. I mean, it's not my least favorite song. I just don't really like it. I also, but there's also a deleted song that kind of is similar. It's the in the bedroom down the hall or something. It might just be the bedroom down the hall. I don't know, but yeah, that one's pretty. It's nice. I like it. My history of favorite songs of Dear Evan Hansen is probably really long. My first one was probably Good For You. Every time so I'm about to say good for you or someone says it, I'm just going to go, good for you, you, you. <laughs> to be honest, when I listened to it, it sounded like, I don't know why I thought this, but it sounded like a, an angry cowboy. I don't know. An angry <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I don't know. It's just. Honestly, I thought it was a bad breakup song. Ooh. It does sound like that, yeah, though. It does. it does. And then Dear, and then not yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. Then Evan Hansen go. He's just like singing his part about how he's messed up everything. I'm just like, wait, did he have a relationship with all these three people? What? <laughs> I thought it was actually just two people singing to him because, like, the two female voices kind of just like mashed together for me. Oh. I thought they were just singing, and the same person was singing. That was different me and sincerely me because Jared and um. Connor sound the same it's mm -hmm. I got so confused but my favorite is probably waving through a window it's it's a bit classic but I mean like because of course a lot of people love it and I don't usually like songs that everyone loves because I don't like to be that person who likes the same thing but waving through a window is just so gorgeous mm -hmm. oh I, I think Oh uh, yeah. What about you guys? I said. Oh okay. Um, my I feel like my favorite songs might be "Sincerely Me" and "Waving Through a Window" and "Hiding in Your Hands." Oh, "Hiding in Your Hands" the deleted songs. The deleted songs are so amazing. I love mm -hmm. "Hiding in Your Hands" and "Obvious" is so good. 
obvious hiding them in your hands and um waving through a window those are my tops i i might be starting to like draw on canvas so i'm going to turn off my camera because i'm going to be like using a pencil oh, while we're talking draw so. on canvas while we're talking hey i i can do i can multitask no, it has can't. been done. Last episode, you were just like, oh, I forgot to color this ear. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't talk. Uh, my favorite song is probably Requiem. Um, I love that Zoe was able to like realize that. I don't know. I think that she just realized that her relationship with her brother wasn't like, I mean, it was toxic. It wasn't really a loving relationship. So she didn't, she refused to feel that obligation just because he's family to like be fake and act like she really, really like missed him. Cause of course she did. I mean, he was her brother, but she didn't really feel that huge bond that she felt like Evan and him did. But even though that was fake, so I like that she was able to just be real and said she didn't really feel that sense of mourning because their relationship was toxic. It wasn't a true one. You're very yeah, good I at forgot, going deep yeah, I really love that song too. It's amazing. You're very good at going deep into things. You probably if you started a podcast, it would be much better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a writer, so I just kind of overanalyze everything. Yeah, you're in a writing club. <laughs> That's what us. I do. <laughs> Yeah, um, I just lost track of what we were doing. <laughs> what were we doing? Oh, we were talking about our favorite Maybe song. check the Google Keep. Right. Uh, favorite songs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so we were just talking about that. Okay, so right now I want to go over the plot line because, I mean, I feel like listeners who just listen to the soundtrack might be listening to this and be very confused about the plot line like I was. I was very confused. Yeah, so I guess we can just start from the beginning, shall we? Okay. It's really true. Wait, because I don't really understand that well myself. Well, it would be helpful. Yeah, it would probably be helpful, especially if we got something wrong and we can correct each other. Uh, let's see. I just lost track of where we started. Okay, let's just start with the first song. Um, anybody have a map? So. There's this guy named Evan Hansen. His name is not Dear Evan Hansen, as a lot of us say. <laughs> You'll probably hear me do that a lot when I'm just talking about Evan. What is this? What are you doing, Sonia? I don't know what that was. Okay. It just. Okay, I'm you scared. It made like a beeping sound. You can also mute okay. Google Hangouts because I'm pretty sure when we were recording the last intro, I heard a bunch of bing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, there's Connor's mom and Evan's mom. Evan is worried about, uh, I mean, wait, what? Uh, Evan's mom is, what's Evan's mom's name? I don't know. Heidi? Uh, one second, let me. I think it's Heidi, or is that Connor's mom? Um, okay, so Connor's mom is Cynthia. Wait, and what's his oh, name? Cynthia. Evan's mom is, I'm pretty sure it's Heidi. I knew it. So, yeah, um, Heidi is worried about Evan not going out too much. Uh, well, I mean, like, he's he has social anxiety, so she's she wants him to make friends, you know. What grade is it? I know they're in high school, but what? 
I'm pretty sure they're, uh, oh, in the beginning of anybody on the map, it's uh, senior it's year, senior so year, they're right. seniors. Right. Yeah, and then um, Connor's mom, uh, wait, what? Maggie, do you just want to do this? Because I'm yeah, going to have everything. Um, okay, so basically anybody have a map is a duet between Connor's mom, Cynthia, and Evan's mom, Heidi. And so, um, like Curry said, Evan has social anxiety and his therapist has been recommending him to write like letters to himself with like good affirmations, manifestation, that kind of thing to like detail about what's going to be good about each day. Yeah, that's where and Dear Evan Hansen comes so from. Because he's writing letters to himself. Yeah. So th those appear throughout the musical. So that's kind of a big important thing. Because when I first heard it, I thought that Connor wrote the letters to Evan. So Same. the letters are from Evan to himself. So, that's yeah. And Heidi um, has been trying to get him to be more social. And just, like, make friends. Even though Evan's kind of, like, how about I not? Um, and so Evan has a broken arm and it's in a cast. And so Heidi says that he can make friends by having people sign his cast. And he's like, great. Oh, and just thing. like tries to get out the door as quick as possible. Random thing. And he broke his arm. Um, he was climbing a tree and he fell down and he just, he broke his arm and he just sat there waiting for someone to get him. He's just like, is anyone coming? And literally no one came. No one noticed. Like, no one thought, oh, where is Evan? So he just, he had his broken arm and he had to get up or something. I, I've only read like the first part of the book, which is pretty good. Um. Well, when, from the research I've done, and hopefully this isn't too sensitive for the podcast, but in the behind the scenes, it talks about how when it's talking about how he broke his arm, it was actually a unalive himself attempt to fall out of the tree. And that's how he broke his arm, but he survived. He was fine. Oh, I um, but that's what it was talking about. And um, if you're falling in the forest and nobody's around, do you ever really crash? Do we make sound? He was feeling like no one really knew who he was. No one like he did not make a difference on anybody. He had no reason to be on this earth. And that's why that unalive himself attempt, that's how that kept haunting him from Connor. That's why yeah, he felt he so emotional about it because he had gone through that with himself. He has a um, and about then, himself, so he's, he's fine. People notice him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little bit of trauma. Um, so after anybody have a map, um, Evan it meets Alana and she's like, kind of self-absorbed and she's a she's her she's his classmate evan's classmate and um jared is his only family friend so um alana and jared notice that like evan has a broken arm and but neither of them sign his class so evan is just like being really awkward and um then connor kind of um sees evan being super awkward and thinks that evan is making fun of connor and like mocking him but evan's really not he's just really really awkward and um then connor like gets super angry and pushes evan to the ground and so connor's sister zoe evan who evan on. is like mega in love with like really in love with her um tries to apologize for Connor's actions, who's her brother. Connor and Zoe are siblings. Connor and, and yeah, Evan wonders, like, if 
in um, like what I was just saying, if like he really has no imprint on this world, he's just the nobody. So, um, and then that's what like waving through the window is about. He's like just ignored, outcast, that kind of thing. And then um, I'm going to kind of skim real here. So basically, waving through a window, reprise number one, encounters, he goes back to writes, goes back home. Evan does, writes some letters to himself, that kind of thing. And then he sees Connor again, who then um, signs Evan's cast, which is cool. But then Connor finds Evan's letter to himself on the printer. Um, and he realizes that that letter that Evan wrote to himself is about Zoe. And he was like, today's going to be a good day because he, I get to see Zoe, who he's like in love with. And then... Connor is like uh, very furious that um, Zoe, as an admirer, Evan is really in love with her. Um, and so then the scene ends with Connor like screaming out, taking the letter with him. So um, yeah. And then and Connor dinner at Connor's house. That happens. Um, I think Evan. Evan doesn't see Connor or Zoe for the next couple of days at school. So he's really worried about what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then we figure out that um, Connor has lied himself. So, and then Evan is kind of like in shock, really just blah. Um, and so then Evan is like just kind of having a panic attack over what Connor might have done with the letter before he finds out that Connor unalives himself. And he tells Jared online about the assignment to write letters to himself. So now Jared knows about this. Yeah, he knows. And then the next day, Evan is called to the principal's office and finds out that Connor unalived himself. His parents tell, um, no, Connor's parents tell Evan about that. And then um, because they found Evan's letter in Connor's pocket when he unalived himself, Connor's parents think that Evan and Connor are best friends because they think that the letter is a suicide note to Yeah, they think Evan. that Connor wrote it and it said, because there's Zoe, which it, like is writing about how Zoe, I don't know, wrote something about Zoe. So they thought Evan and Connor friends plus evan has connor's signature on his cast yeah um and so evan goes to connor's house for dinner and um like he's been kind of evan is kind of plotting with jared on how to like act like they're best friends and so um evan starts making up stories about like his friendship with connor That's trying to make forever. it seem like they were super tight and so in those stories, he mentions like this abandoned apple orchard, which is actually where Evan tried to unalive himself. And that's for forever. Um, that's the song for forever. What's that, what that's about. Um, and yeah, so um, then when Evan goes home, his mom mentions hearing about Connor's death, but then Evan like is like, don't worry about it. It's fine. And that he didn't know Connor, which like he didn't, but he's telling two different stories to his mom and then his big best friend's yeah. parent. So, yeah. And then Evan and Jared like team up to write these online emails 
to try and prove that they were best friends. And so that's Sincerely Me, which is such a good song. And so is Jif. And they're um, doing this really So the three voices dance. you hear in that song, by the way, just to clarify, um, first two are Jared and Evan trying to come up with the emails. Jared is typing. Evan is kind of like um, explaining what he wants in the emails. And then they kind of go back and forth between typing. And so then when Evan is singing, the response that you hear, the third voice is Evan's imagination, what they're writing for Connor to reply. So that's what that is. Um, it's hard to tell Jared yeah. and Connor apart, so. Yes. And yeah, and then like Evan shows the Murphy family, which is Connor's uh, family, the emails. And so like the parents are really excited because they're like, oh my gosh, yay, he had a friend. Um, but like, in the emails, uh, Connor was not like spoke very unlovingly of his parents. They didn't understand him. He had kind of been falling out of love for them. And so uh, Larry, Connor's dad, is like really, really upset because he like kind of Connor kind of took their life for granted and didn't really appreciate a lot of the things that his parents did. So then Zoe, Connor's brother, refuses to mourn Connor in Requiem. And then um, after like reading the suicide note, but it's not really a suicide note, the letter that Evan wrote to himself that was perceived as a suicide note, Zoe notices that like she was in the note. And so she goes to ask Evan about it. And so then Evan, to cover his tracks of being in love with her, because he doesn't want Zoe to know, says that it was actually Connor saying how much he loved her. He really liked her a lot. And um, that's, if I could tell her, and that's him, like, oh, confessing his love to Zoe under the alias of Connor. So, yeah. Then, um... Evan impulsively kisses Zoe, but she pulls away and tells him to leave. So there's some real awkwardness there. And so at school, it's even more awkward. Evan and Alana, um, the like kind of self-absorbed student who he was kind of building a friendship with, notice that people are starting to like forget about Connor. They're like it was a one and done kind of thing. There isn't a lot of like remembrance for him. Alana doesn't so, have a song, does she? What? Alana doesn't have a song, does she? No, she doesn't. She's just kind of there. Um, but she does have scenes where she's in the show. I didn't but know if she existed until I Googled it. Yeah. Um, I read the plot synopsis when I first started listening to the musical because, again, very confusing. And these are just some notes that I wrote about last night after looking down at the Google Keep. Um, but, yeah, so Alana, Jared, and Connor create the Connor Project, which is this thing where they're kind of trying to, like, preserve his memory, kind of bring back that thing where he, he was there. He had a purpose. He made an imprint on the world, even though as a person he wasn't really that important. Air quotes around that. Um, but Evan is kind of doing – for Connor what he would have wished someone had done for him by making it that, so that he made a difference. He did have a purpose, did have a presence on earth. And so um, during that, that uh, song is called Disappear. And so then Cynthia and um, Cynthia and Larry are like kind of 
almost if making it so that Evan is like their replacement son, like kind of trying to fill that hole that Connor left with Evan. And Evan's kind of loving it. Like he didn't really get a lot of that loving, smothering attention from his mom. And his dad isn't in the picture at all. So he's kind of just like taking it, going along with it, and just keeps lying over and over again in order to keep their uh, love and affection. And so then um, Evan, like because of the Connor project, Evan gives a speech. And so that is kind of about the fake stories that he made up about being friends with Connor. And that goes viral and that's called You Will Be Found. And so then Zoe and Evan um, eventually kiss after that. And that's the first kind of thing that they finally accept their kind of like-ish relationship. And so then as it continues, there's like Evan just continuing the Connor project until eventually um, Connor gets found out that, or Evan, sorry, Evan gets found out that Connor and him were not like really friends. And yeah, so, um, uh, but that's after Heidi is invited over to dinner with the Murphys and Evan. And so, yeah, that uh, makes it so that um, Heidi is really mad, or Heidi is really mad at Evan because she's like noticing inconsistencies and that like the Murphys are going to be like smothering Evan and giving him a lot of familial love that Evan never really asked for from Heidi. And so then Larry, in a moment of bonding, Larry is Connor's dad, um, is like in the garage with Evan and just. Yeah, and that song is called Break in a Glove, where oh, he gives Con- or gives Evan Connor's old glove, baseball glove. So, yep. And then uh, Evan and Zoe kind of confirm their relationship um, with the song Only Us, because Evan keeps trying to bring up Connor, and Zoe just kind of wanna, kind of wants to like forget him, leave him behind, and just have the relationship between. Zoe and Evan she doesn't really want to remember her brother um because their relationship wasn't really good and so yes that's that and then after he Heidi finds out that Evan is like lying and deceiving the Murphy family then um that's kind of an explosive moment and then Jared who was the one who helped Evan come up with the emails threatens to expose him and then Evan responds with threatening to expose his role in it. So all the allies that he used to have, he kind of just cut his ties with them. And that's the song Good For You because everyone's angry at him. Good for you. So and good. yeah. So then Evan confesses what he's done to the Murphy family and they kind of cut him off as well. And so, Yeah. And that's interesting. And then he apologizes to everybody, but like they don't really forgive him. And let me keep. And so um, the Murphys keep like getting um, kind of like cyberbullied because the letter that Evan wrote to himself that was perceived to be the suicide note has been leaked on the internet and so people are thinking that connor's death was because of his parents and then evan speaks out and says 
and that's when he confesses that he lied and that's words fail and then heidi and evan have a moment of bonding after that where evan comes like seeking just help and comfort and that's the song so big slash so small and then a year later evan uh meets up with zoe and um yeah they go to the apple orchard that uh evan tried to unalive himself in um and that's also the one where Evan said that he used to have all these meetups with Connor. And so then Evan apologizes for everything that he's done again. And um, then Zoe ends up saying that it brought her family closer together. So, yeah. And then that's, it just kind of ends. Yeah. We have about like one minute to finish this segment, but one more thing. Did he confess publicly that um, he lied? I think so. Also, I think wasn't the Connor Project for raising money to save the apple orchard because it was going out of business or something? Right? Um, one second, let me check that. I think so, yeah. Yes, okay. it was. Well, uh, we basically have 30 seconds to end this segment, so yeah. we can just do that now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, bye. And we're back after an amazing explanation from Maggie. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Helps clear up a lot of things, because I did not know that Connor's parents were getting cyberbullied. So, yeah. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Favorite characters. Who are our favorite characters? Most I'm not like, I don't know. Hmm. The sad thing is a lot of the Dear Evan Hansen characters are very toxic and manipulative and, like, yeah, lying. So it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to love and hate. Everyone characters has their faults. It's hard to just love them. Because a lot of books, there's just, like, they don't have big faults. They're usually just all-around good hero people, but, like, Evan made some big mistakes, and I yeah. just forgot her name is kind of bossy and self-absorbent, and I forgot her name. And Jared, I, um, um, he's just, I don't know how to explain. He's just. He's not really there enough in the songs to make you know, a big assumption about him. He's, like, in there for a little bit of good for you and, like, the beginning of um and connor's just mean yeah zoe actually zoe's pretty good i mean yeah that's why zoe is definitely my favorite character i yeah, mean Zoe's it's kind of like if i had to pick an evil then i would pick the lesser evil for me which is zoe yeah mm, yeah i just i also agree honestly i love evan He's, I don't know. He's also a very good singer, Ben Platt. At yes. first, I was very confused with his last name. Platt, P-L-A-T-T. The one story I have from my dad's retelling of when he saw the show um, was he did not see me with Ben Platt, but in Words Fail, where Evan is crying while he sings, if you have already seen the music video. Um, 
the actor on stage was actually crying, like real life crying. Oh, wow. And during the song Words Fail, there was actually a snot bubble came out of his nose while he was singing. And my dad apparently laughed a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, that's my one story. Snot bubble? For, um, Right. It makes it more realistic. I bet it, if he, if this was like real life, they were actually crying. It would definitely be a snot not bubble. That's true. But I could never sing while I cry. Like I can't even sing while I'm going up the stairs. <laughs> like I have to be like stagnant and idle. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I sing all the time, but when, a lot of times when I'm doing something, I don't sound that good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, my sister just comes up to me, and she's just like, stop. Like, you're hurting my ears. I'm like, oh, sorry. I mean, even if I don't sound good someday, like, I don't know, my voice is really cracky or something, I'm probably going to still sing and hurt your ears. And, oh, that one part in the Percy Jackson musical, just that one part, if I try to sing, I'll probably cause an avalanche. <laughs> well i mean i play piano and i like every week i do a broadway song that i play i'm currently doing dancing through life from wicked um on piano um which in like i've kind of been doing it recently because i have that piano book i also have um the Mean girls piano book but like i will finish a piano practice session and immediately go into trying to sing the riffs and like the songs that i'm playing like i played defying gravity about a month ago and it was just like my voice was so strained oh after piano lessons because i would try and like match my voice to that tone and i would be like you're not a soprano you're not <laughs> i can't i mean in choir me and maggie had the same choir there's part one and part two part two is the lower voices and part one is the higher voices i'm part two i cannot sing defying gravity without my voice causing someone to go deaf yeah i mean i'm a mezzo so i can reach those notes but I don't know how Adina Menzel does it. My breath know. control when I go into head voice is, it, it's scary. It's very scary. Um, it's a lot of just like, you know, hey, I got high enough up there. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need a whole half Flood Army band thing with Cece playing saxophone. Sonia can play violin. I can play cello, probably not that well. Uh, Maggie can play piano, and we can all yeah. just sing at the top of our lungs. Yeah. I just realized all the guys of HBA don't play instruments. That is sad. I mean, Eva can sing, so. Yeah, we'll let them carry it. We'll let them carry the vocals. Right. Um, I'll be in the background on my on my keyboard. I mean, like, because I probably can't haul my piano all the way to oh, yeah. wherever we're practicing. But um, I'll bring my portable keyboard and I'll just be like rocking out with chords. I'm probably so. just gonna end up singing because I am not that great at cello. Okay, Sonia. So there are four levels in orchestra. There's be beginner, which we call Hornet, which is our mascot. There's concert. There's uh, Philharmonic and there's Symphony. Sonia, at the beginning of the school year, was in concert. 
And then the next year she went all the way to symphony, which most people don't ever really get to. So, oh my gosh, I, I just went from beginner to concert and I, I, that was probably just expected. They probably move everyone up to up one level. Sonia went up to the highest. So <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not that great at cello. I played violin last year and it was just not for me. I mean, I can, uh, I can play like pretty well with, when it comes to strings, but I mean, because of my six years of piano practice, but my arms got so tired and also i just didn't really have that much time to practice because i already practiced about an hour a day for piano so with the combined of healing homework it's Ooh. yeah so i just was like you know what i'm just going to continue with piano and instead do choir this year. yeah oh yeah this 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 year we don't have like practice reports in oh, orchestra yeah, so and then they said you can try your best to play but we are not expect, you don't, you don't have to practice I'm not practicing. that much this week. And I'm like, ah! yay. Yeah. Usually we have to Wait, practice. Wait, did Mr. Jarrett leave? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Jarrett left. He did? Now it's Miss Harrell and Miss Riley. I literally, probably the most part for why I left was because Mr. Jarrett would not stop talking oh during class. It was really funny when we had concerts because he was just going on and on and on. I'm just there like, are we going to start now? He told stories for like 30 minutes out of the entire night event. Mr. Jared is the main conduct, like the main teacher for the violins and violas. So we had Miss Harrell basically for the cellos and basses. And Miss Harrell oh, is so awesome. Miss so Harrell lucky. is awesome. So you probably got a lot more than we did. Yeah, Mr. Jared was like a really good teacher. Just like the, the only thing was that he he really likes telling us about his life and he also everything. makes good orchestra jo jokes though even though i don't get half of them <laughs> but yeah when our school had the before school actually started there was a tryout for trying out instruments and i'm just like oh i'll just do this why not and when it so i was trying out different instruments and i went up to the viola player and went is that a violin oh with Kirby, you don't do that. Yeah, you sure. don't do that. You don't just do that. No, you cannot go up to a viola player and ask if it's a violin. Do not do that. They I just look to be like tell difference when it comes to outside shape and size. Like it was just violin plays high, viola plays low. Violas. That's the only way I could remember. Violas are a little bit bigger than violins because they like do deeper sounds. They're a mix of a cello and a violin. It's a violin that's slightly bigger with the same strings as a cello. So I mean, why? It's kind of a hybrid. I'm a big yeah. viola rights person because. I mean, oh, yeah. to be honest, when if I ask you to think about orchestra, you will most likely think about violin first. Yeah, I mean, don't talk to violin. Really think about a conductor, and you, you will not I, know what. You can talk to me about it because I literally don't care about like that. I am not in on it at all. I mean, I played it for one year, and like so. I but do the that. other committed violin players that I know like constantly bash violas. Oh yeah. Like, Seriously, oh, like we call them firewood and like, like kindling and that kind of thing. Like I feel so bad for you guys to constantly have your like instrument like just 
Oh, by the way, when so today, I mean not today. Um, when we were in orchestra yesterday, Miss Harrell was like, "Okay, so everyone else, I want you um, violin one, cellos and basses. I want you to play quietly in this, and violin part two and viola. You guys get to play the higher part because now you actually have an interesting part." And then, so I mean, there's this cello player who constantly is just bashing violas. It's just like, like how do you get a how do you get your violin to not be stolen? You put it in a viola case, and I'm just like, violas are cool, okay? You you they're they're not bad, okay? You need to be nice. Wait, did you have did you have orchestra with Olivia Cruz last year? I don't. I, I I feel like I, not probably not last year. I mean, I honestly can't remember the name, but I feel like I have probably sort of know them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, just a random orchestra talk, but oh my yeah, gosh. yeah. Sorry for talking about you about orchestra a bunch. So, um, have you listened to the deleted songs? I've not. You haven't? I've have listened to some of them. Not like all. My dog is in here. He's so adorable. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, deleted songs are absolutely amazing. Hiding in Your Hands is probably the best one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I sort of, I mean, I knew it had a lot of emotion, but I didn't know exactly what it meant. And then I watched uh, like a music video one, an anim animated music video thing, and it was amazing. Oh yeah, same. That's exactly what happened to me. I was like, okay. But Hiding in Your Hands is yeah. beautiful. Oh, also random thing. I'm gonna show you guys my dog because Becky, you have not seen him. Right. Oh, and now she's trying to eat the desk, or I don't know what she's doing. Look at her. Okay. Aww. Uh, she's a court, so I'm gonna bring her out of the room because she's All a right. yeah. um, By the way, there's a Hamilton mixed with Dear Evan Hansen song, and it's I listened to that. Yeah, it's Lin Manuel Miranda and it's Ben Platt singing together. It's a mix of the story of tonight and Found. So it's amazing. It's amazing. Honestly, me and Sonia tried to learn the song where I was Ben and she was Lynn and I mean we were okay at it yeah we're not bad <laughs> it was not the best though still still it's beautiful it's awesome um honestly I don't much care for Lynn Manuel Miranda's singing but you know yeah. it was a good song I Lynn Manuel Miranda is a genius with song making I have to say that Wrote the songs for Moana. Yes, which I have actually been in a production of Moana. I played Maui when I was nine years old. I had like shoulder length curly hair. I was also like the only person in there with acting experience because everyone else was like six or seven or eight. So um, the oldest person was 10 years old. So I was nine at that time. And so, yeah, it was, it confused a lot of the, like, guys who were in the show. They were like, 
why is a girl playing a guy? And it's like, because my voice is low enough to do that. Um, but yeah, that that's my that's my whole story about was it like Moana. a musical that they did? It was. It was through kids acting. So we that's had cool. like the singing stuff, and that was cool. But that was before I even like learned how to really sing. So it was all in chest voice. It was also like it probably was not to like the right notes. It was probably the right like pitch. But it probably wasn't on the right key. But um, yeah. Oh, there's I should go back and see if there's a recording of that. There's a recording of me singing um, "Let It Go" as like a six-year-old, and I looked back on it, and I was not a good singer. <laughs> "Let It Go" was my go-to audition song for kids' acting musicals. I uh, um again all in chest voice before I even learned how to sing. Um. My singing voice was the definition of clenched jaw. Like, I would clench my jaw so hard when I sung. It was bad. We don't talk about it. It's bad. That's not fun. Uh, right. Now we are going to do the classic thing that is usually in every single episode of sorting. Woo! I know, and it's, it, don't worry for you people who hate it when we sort. It's not going to be that long because there's not too many characters. Okay, there are quite a few characters, but you know, it's not going to be like the She-Ra one where we sort every single person. Oh, yeah. That was a long one. What was our longest sorting episode? Not sure. Oh, I remember, All of them were long. I remember doing the Harry Potter episode, and I wrote down, okay, so we're going to do sorting, and then I realized, oh, it's Harry Potter. They're already sorted true okay um yeah so first we're gonna start with evan hansen not dear evan hansen sorry <laughs> um and i want to say hufflepuff because i mean he's not a slytherin okay he's not either he's not a gryffindor he's not how do you why do you say he's not a slytherin like he literally came up with a in order to deceive people Actually. into thinking he was in a relationship, like friendship, with this person who's dead by like literally creating a fake email account and like lying to everybody he knows. Okay, that wow. sounds pretty slithering to My me. My brain just exploded. <laughs> but to be sure, he's not a Ravenclaw, right? Not a Ravenclaw. Not a, not Ravenclaw. a Ravenclaw. Honestly, I feel like he's just the complete mix of Slytherin and Hufflepuff, probably yeah. Slytherin now that I think about it in that way. I'm trying to think. Because if you don't follow the stereotype of like all Slytherins are bad, I mean like, because the main traits that I talk about when I talk about a Slytherin is like cunning, ambitious, willing to, instead of like, more prone to kill for kill you, it's more like they will kill for you. So it's yeah. like, you know, I feel like he would do whatever it takes in order to, like, be able to yeah. get what he wants. And he's, that's, he wanted to be loved. Yeah, he is definitely, okay, now that I think about it, he's definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> yes, victorious. Wow. Yeah, Slytherin. Okay, um, Evan is now in your house, Maggie. Congratulations. And my house, too. Oh, yeah, and Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, I mean, I feel like only Ravenclaw has a good reputation because basically Slytherins are, some people think that they're all evil, so they have that going for them. And then the Hufflepuffs, some people think that they're useless and trash and really makes me annoyed. It's like the Violas, come on, people. And then the Gryffindors, I mean, there are the people who think, oh, Gryffindors are amazing because, I mean, Harry's in there and Hermione and Ron. But there are the people who think that Gryffindors are just really big show-offs who get all of the attention because Harry and Ron and Hermione were in it. And that sort of annoys me. And it, I'm a Gryffindor, so it... It sort of annoys me when that happens. But Ravenclaws, they just have a good reputation because they're smart and they, I mean, there's nothing bad about them, pretty much. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you think that like Ravenclaws can be like prideful and like overestimate their abilities, but I also think they're like masters of sarcasm. Like they would oh be gosh. next level ready to defend themselves, but with like, also hints of intelligence in it. Like they would be the person who makes like smart kinds of sarcastic comments. Yes, they they are good at that. I am not. Okay, um, let's see. Who's next? You want to do Jared? We don't really know him. I that feel well, like though. he's a squib for some so reason. He is willing to help Evan come up with an elaborate plot That's of true. lies. So I feel like he'd either be a Hufflepuff or a Gryffindor. I mean, I read some of the book, and I would—I have to say he's not a Hufflepuff. He's just not. So Gryffindor? He's basically Leo Valdez and Captain Thorne, and he's just—I don't know. But he's probably a Slytherin. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in this show are Slytherin. What about Zoe? Yeah. I mean, I want to say, I don't know about Zoe. Let's see. I mean... Maybe Gryffindor? I mean, she was brave maybe. enough to, like, just she, realize she that her relationship was toxic. Evan. She didn't really, like, want to... She forgave Evan, and she... I, I honestly don't think this is true, but she came up with an excuse that's like... You brought my family together. I mean, he kind of did, but not that well. It shouldn't be excusing his actions. Yeah. So either Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, because I mean, I think that like naive Hufflepuffs are like the people who would make excuses for people's like like enablers, like people make excuses for people's actions just to make them feel better. What about Ravenclaw, though? What do you think? Why do you say you're Ravenclaw? I'm I not saying you're I mean, We don't have any criteria for why she is or isn't a Ravenclaw, so I don't know about. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I have no idea why she would or wouldn't be a Ravenclaw at all. I guess that means she's not a Ravenclaw? Yes. I guess. So then, yeah, it's either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. I'm I'm thinking more towards Gryffindor because she's a lot more, like, 
I feel like she's a lot more active in her decisions. And she came up to Evan and apologized for what her brother did. Like, yeah. I feel like she would actually yeah. fear her brother. If she, I mean, I don't know. So I would say she's Gryffindor. Yay, Zoe, you're in my house. Good luck in the Gryffindor common room with me singing at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Good luck with trying not to be deaf. Um, I forgot her name. What's um, Amara? Alyssa? Not Alyssa. Uh, Alana. Ira? Wait. Ira. Alana. 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 Thank you. I can never remember a bunch of people's names, but um, I just don't think there's enough information to like. I mean, she's very self-centered. And yeah. she's very, like, precocious. So I think she's either, like, I think she's Slytherin. I think she's Slytherin, too. Yeah. We have the Slytherin trio, guys. Jared and uh, Alana and Evan. Okay, yeah. let's see. Um, do we want to do Connor? I mean, all he does really is push Evan. I mean... Yeah. Are we talking about the way that Evan portrays Connor or like the Connor in real life? I'm talking about Connor in real life because I don't feel like there's enough to the Connor that Evan portrays him as. I mean, I think that like, I don't know, I get strong Gryffindor vibes from Connor because yeah. like, if you look at the first song, anybody have a bath? He has the audacity and bravery, I might say, to be able to just be like, I'm gonna skip class, okay? I'm and I'm just like, not gonna go to school. like, I'm just, just no. gonna like, you know, go get on and skip class. So I mean, I don't know. I get, I get Griffin to He gets, and he also like very mm -hmm. much misinterprets a bunch of things, and he's just like, oh, you're being shy, you're being awkward. Okay, I'm just gonna assume real quick without thinking about it. You're mocking me, and I'm gonna shove you for it. So, I I would say Gryffindor. That sounds good. Yeah. Do we want to sort Heidi and Cynthia and Larry, or no? Um, I'd say that uh, Cynthia is definitely a Hufflepuff. Yes. She's like very caring. Really, really, just kind of like even if you listen to anybody, um, anybody on the map. Like, you definitely get Hufflepuff vibes. Yeah. But, like, after listening to Heidi, she's either a Hufflepuff or... Hi, I accidentally pressed stopped recording in the middle of Maggie talking. But anyway, it was already up to 24 minutes, 25 minutes, so we were probably about to end it anyway. But, um, yeah, do you want to just continue what you were saying about, um, I think you were talking about what house Heidi's in? Right. Yeah, I think that she's probably a Gryffindor. She was able to brave her, uh, like, I don't know if they were married, but, like, Evan's dad just leaving. Um, she was able to, like, see that her son was lying to a bunch of people, but able to forgive him for that. And that's loyalty. Um, so, yeah, I think she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I can see her as Gryffindor. Uh, uh, wait, Gryffindor? Mm -hmm. Do you say Gryffindor or Hufflepuff? Yes. I think it's a I think she's a Gryffindor because she's really loyal to Evan, even though like he does her so dirty. I thought loyalty um, was part yeah, of I think she's a Gryffindor too. I thought loyalty was part of Hufflepuff. It's also part of Gryffindor. It is. Raven, I, think, Gryffindor. I was thinking Valor, but um 
I mean, I guess, because I feel like if she was Hufflepuff, she would have paid more attention to Evan. I mean, she was yeah. loyal to Evan, but she wasn't giving that much, like, love and attention. So yeah. we can do Gryffindor. And Larry. Larry the Cucumber. Um, I don't know. I mean, he gives Evan the glove and is kind of like just wants someone to father. So, like, oh, like, I feel bad for not including any Ravenclaws in here. But I feel like he's a Hufflepuff. I mean, I feel like he got really pretty angry when, like, Connor, it seemed like Connor was talking about, like, badly about him, and he was like, I gave you so many things, and you're just abusing them. And I feel like a more Hufflepuff person and, like, would probably be like, I was generous, I gave you things, and I'm sorry you didn't appreciate it. I'm sorry. But he has a whole song about how he's angry, so. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. He seems very family oriented and I kind of feel like that's Slytherin. Um so, I do get Gryffindor vibes from family oriented like yeah. and that's also because like the best example that uh JK Rowling gives in her books is the Weasley family of Gryffindors. So we don't really get a great example of a normal Gryffindor family that isn't exaggerated to fit the stereotypes of a book. But I mean, I definitely get the ideals of Slytherin family orientation because it's kind of like a stick together, plot together, join a mafia together, that kind of thing. <laughs> what are we going with then? Cynthia, what do you think? Why don't you be the tiebreaker? Or Sonia, sorry. I'm just like, oh my god. Her first name is actually Cynthia, so I was so confused. I'm just like, wait, Cece here? I was like, uh, sorry, I was just looking at the Hangouts group chat, and so I confused Sonia and Cynthia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I mean, Sonia calls everyone. Like, since writing our book, she keeps calling her dog Ira, she called Eva Ira, and she keeps calling it Ira, which is a ship name, and yeah. So. It's really sad. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't called me anything, though, yet. Sad. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What were we just talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Okay, I think Larry. Oh, okay. Um, I can see him as a Gryffindor. I, I feel like he's a, just a tad a bit more Slytherin than Gryffindor, but it's like almost half and half. So I think maybe a Slytherdor. Slytherdor. I have no idea. I mean, I'm thinking mainly on giving Evan the glove, and I'm thinking family, sort of, but then I'm thinking, is this Gryffindor, or is this Slytherin? 
Is he trying to charm Evan into pretending to be his son, or is he just like, oh, my son did not use this. I'm just going to give it to you. I think I that know. he, I feel, I feel Slytherin vibes. I mean, he just like, instead of like mourning his son's death and being like, I wish that he would have come to me and talked to me about how he feels. He's just getting angry at me. Like, yeah. you didn't appreciate anything that we did. I gave you the world. You threw it away. Yeah. That sounds pretty like vengeful Slytherin. That vibes. also sounds very Slytherin because it's like, I yeah. gave you the world. And I think he's like trying to force like, I think they have the whole yeah yeah okay so this is Slytherin mm -hmm. I think that's everyone all right yeah um, so I just want to real quick because I think I have to go soon but um what do you think you would do if you were in Evan's shoes shoes so let's say you got accused of like well not accused but being Connor's friend you know and you are really worried about this I'm a terrible liar, so I think I would just been like, no, that's just the letter that I wrote to myself because of my emotional trauma, and my therapist told me to do that. But so, then it has yeah. Zoe. He it. did bully me a little bit, though, so, I mean, there's that connection, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of in love with his sister, but I'm yeah, I feel like I feel like I would just yeah I, I would also just tell them I could I, I would I would just die from guilt of if I was like doing that so yeah I, I mean for me I would probably actually I know this sounds really extremely really wrong but I would kind of like spinning a whole web about <laughs> probably not if it was hurting people or anything but i still like coming up with fantasies and i like coming up with fantasies because he was coming up with things about his family and stuff but i mean if i had divorced parents i would probably do what evan did and i would want a family but if i were just me and this happened somehow in my world I would probably tell the truth. I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm so good and I'm just going to tell the truth. But I don't know. But every time there's a movie or of some sort, I'm watching it and they're like, oh, um, they're telling lies or something. And there's because there's some big misunderstanding, like in Miles Morales, about how he, um, okay. yeah, with the sausages thing and they're yeah. accusing him of stealing sausages. I would just be like, okay yes i did leave i was trying to get extra credit and i every time a character decides to make up some lie because i'm on a podcast Sonia, there's a new button. right yeah i mean every time there's a character who makes up a lie because of something they did not do and there's a misunderstanding i'm just like tell the truth they'll understand yeah. get over it yeah, and even if they don't understand, like, it's better than lying. I mean, Evan's lie thing was extreme. Yeah, like, that was some serious, like, not normal kind of stuff. Like, you can tell he's got some emotional trauma. By the way, wasn't Aaron supposed to join us? Yeah, we're already probably yeah. at the end of it. I, mean, I don't know. Let me text her again. Yeah. Okay, um... 
random thing. Does anyone else say Dear Evan Hansen when they're just talking about Evan? Yeah. Yes. When I first started, it, it was always Dear Evan Hansen instead of just Evan. Yeah. And I always, if I don't say Dear Evan Hansen, I always say Evan Hansen instead of just Evan. Because, like, he's barely referred to as Evan. He's it most of the time just so referred, wrong. referred it's to like, Evan. It's like when you're talking about the houses in Harry Potter, every, most likely, if you've seen the movies, you're going to just say Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, because McGonagall says it in that order in the first movie. Yeah. So that is really weird. But um, so uh, apparently when I started reading the book, his first name is actually Mark and Evan is his middle name. Mark is also his dad's name. He got named after his dad, but ended up being called Evan a bunch because that's what his mom wanted to name him. Oh my gosh. Also, if his name is Mark and it's Mark Evan Hansen, his initials are meh. Which is funny because like the show's like abbreviation is D-E-H, which is like death. And then if it's just Evan Hansen, it's eh. So they made this really cool thing, a reference thing in the book and it's like, so my initials are meh. And I don't like that because it's like someone is just, I don't care about you. It's just meh. But if it's just Evan Hansen, then it's eh, like you're waiting for approval of some sort. And I mean, they don't exactly think of you in a bad way, but then there's meh. So, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I um, like that. I like how the author kind of put that in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I put the, the fact that there's a book on here. I'm pretty sure we've already went over the fact there's a book. Um, so, real quick, uh, this is probably near our ending times, so our last thing. What did you think the plot line was before it actually, before you actually knew? I thought that, um, this is going to sound really stupid, but I thought that Connor and Evan were actually dating before Connor like unalived himself. And then Evan was like kind of just found family in the Murphys, like after Connor died. And every time they read the letters, it was actually reading letters that like Connor wrote to Evan. So um, yeah, I didn't watch, um, like, I didn't look at the plot synopsis for a while, so I didn't know that, like, Connor was actually bullying Evan and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah that was my first thought. My thought was probably that they actually were friends. And I honestly did not know that Connor died. I don't know how I didn't figure it out, but I didn't. And I thought that they were making up letters that they were friends because they were actually, I mean, so I thought that they were actually enemies. This is sort of in a random order, but they're enemies and they're making up letters because of some problem that they are friends and then they actually become friends. I was, oh. I was very confused because that would have been a great enemies to friends plot line. Yeah. Like someone should go write that fanfic real quick. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, the thing that got me me messed up was probably the fact that Jared and Connor sound so similar and sincerely me. That made yeah. no sense. But also Aaron thought that, um, I think they told me this, but um, that they thought that it was originally they were writing emails to a celebrity to make up that they were friends with a celebrity, which is kind of cool. 
That is pretty cool. By the way, Sonia, you're muted. So, um, what do you think? Oh, I did not know that. Um, but honestly, I don't really remember what I thought because I think I just immediately Google Hangouts Kirby and asked her like, "What is this plotline? I do not understand." I had to explain. So I don't that. really think I saw it through that well. I had to Wikipedia. Yeah, I was so confused. I'm just like. What, what is happening and why is this yeah. happening? Yeah, so um, basically that was the last thing. And now I guess we are done. This has been pretty in depth. One of our better episodes, I have to say. Yeah. Mostly because Maggie was here and she's good at in-depth things. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so this has been Tea With Your Favorite Fandoms. Comment on Apple Podcasts. Give us a voice message on Anchor. All that jazz. Um, thank you guys so much for having me this week. Yeah, thank you for being here. This has been oh, awesome. So much fun. Of course, I loved this. You're probably going to be here for most of our musical episodes because we don't really have any other friends who are musical people. I would yeah, love that. You have to be here like for it. Wicked, though. Like The Wicked one is going to be amazing. I, I love dancing through life so much. I, I didn't really, I kind of, not really. Yeah, you have, you need to listen more to Wicked and actually figure it out. Yeah, I just love Wicked so much. And Dear Evan Hansen and Willow, which got me very confused until I found out the plot line. We really need to do a Willow episode. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, and we should do a... Prom episode. Yes, the prom. Maggie got me into a musical. Yes. Prom. It's good. It's awesome. It's amazing. Which they're making a movie of yeah. on Netflix. Wait, they're making a movie? I feel like if you told me this, but I didn't remember. It's going to have James Corden and So. Wait, are we talking about Jeremy Hansen or The Prom? The Prom. Oh, okay, because I'm like. They should make a Dear Evan Hansen movie, though. They better get it right. They, they need yeah. to get it right, though. Sonia, you're glitching. Any, but we're already at the end anyway. So awesome. now we're just going to leave comments, voice messages, blah, blah, blah. Um, thank you. And uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Knock, knock. Who is there? Interrupting Cal. Interrupting.